and welcome back to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. I'm Lucy, your host, and I just love reading you guys' exciting and magical adventure stories. Well, I wonder what magical adventure we have for you today is. Okay, so today's story request is from Hudson, and he lives in New York City, and he would love a story about a magical train adventure. (gasps) Wow, I just love magical train adventure stories, Hudson, and we hope that you love this story that Simon has written for you. I'm sure you will, because this is a real adventure story. Are you guys ready to hop on this train with Hudson? Let's go. When Hudson went to sleep, his bedroom looked perfectly normal. For one thing, all four walls were exactly where they were supposed to be. Despite this, when he awoke at some point during the night he found that one wall was missing. It definitely was not where it should have been. Instead, he found himself looking out onto a train station platform. He was quite certain that this was not normally on the other side of the missing wall, but somehow it was there right now. The noise of an approaching train drew Hudson out from under the covers, And as he crossed the floor in his bare feet, he saw a large red steam train slow to a stop at the platform. Poking his head out of his room, he was able to look along the length of the platform, where three carriages were lined up. Well, are you getting on board or not? said a gruff voice from down near his knees. Looking down, he could see a frog in a train guard's uniform looking up at him. Um, said Hudson, I suppose so. It seemed only polite to do so. After all, he couldn't work out why else the train would stop at his bedroom, if not for him. Still in his PJs, Hudson opened the carriage door and climbed inside. There were a handful of passengers sitting alongside the carriage's length. But Hudson didn't pay them much attention as he took his seat. Instead, his attention was on the strange sight of his bedroom, looking like a public waiting room on the platform's edge. Toot toot, went the train's whistle. All aboard, shouted the frog. And then, with a gentle jerk, the train began to chug slowly forward, picking up speed as it moved into the night. Hudson watched his bedroom and the platform get left behind, and soon they were moving through a dark countryside. There wasn't much to see amongst the nighttime shadows, so he found himself looking around the carriage instead. And that's where he got his next surprise. There was a dinosaur reading a newspaper, sitting two rows back. Hudson thought this might be an Anklosaurus. He'd never seen a real dinosaur before, and he found it difficult not to stare. Further back, 
on the right, an ostrich wearing a straw hat was playing on her phone, and somewhere near the back, a vampire was reading a book. None of them was paying any attention. At that moment, the door between the carriages opened. At first, Hudson thought an invisible person had walked through because he couldn't see anyone there. But then he heard a voice shout, "Tickets, please!" Stretching his neck forward, Hudson was able to see the frog standing beside the closing door. But oh no, he didn't have a ticket. His PJs didn't even have pockets. What was he going to do? Ticket said the frog when he eventually got to Hudson, holding out his tiny green hand. But I don't have one," said Hudson nervously. "No ticket," tutted the ostrich from further back. "Oh, that will never do," said the frog grumpily. "You'll have to get off at the next station. Look." Here we are now. The station was brightly lit, and as the train slowed, Hudson could read its name on a large sign. It said Sugar Town. The carriage jotted to a stop, and the frog gestured to Hudson that he'd have to leave. Reluctantly, he did so, stepping down from the carriage onto the pink and white tiled floor. The tiles were cold under his bare feet as the train went. And the frog shouted, "All aboard!" What am I going to do? Thought Hudson. I don't even know where Sugar Town is. But instead of the train pulling away, it remained exactly where it was, with gentle puffs of steam rolling across the platform. "Hey, you there, boy in the pajamas!" said a voice amongst the steam surrounding the red engine. Hudson could just make out someone waving at him, urging him to come forward. This he did, and was quite pleased to see that it was the train driver wearing a blue cap. Even more remarkable, though, was that the train driver was a skinny yellow dragon. "You look lost," said the driver. "Not to mention a bit cold." "I am," confessed Hudson. And I don't have a ticket. Never mind," said the dragon. "Hop up here. It's nice and toasty in here." And it was too. They were soon on their way again, and Hudson couldn't believe his luck that he got to be up front in the engine. Most steam trains burn coal, but this steam train was different. In order to heat the water to turn it into steam, all this train needed was its driver. The dragon simply breathed fire into the firebox every minute or so, and that was enough to keep them puffing along in a timely fashion. Feeling warmer? Shouted the driver over the noise of the engine. Yes, thank you," replied Hudson. "Where are we going next?" Big stop next," said the dragon. "Cogsville." Cogsville thought Hudson. He'd not heard of this one either. Cogsville turned out to be a big town of metal and glass, lit by a trillion lights. And when they pulled into the station, it was soon clear who lived in such a place: robots. Five of them, all different shapes and sizes, climbed aboard, 
one pulling an enormous old-fashioned trunk that was big enough for Hudson to fit into. And soon they were off again, leaving the lights of the town behind them in the darkness. A short time later, they arrived at Congo Junction, where the platform was surrounded by jungle plants and drooping vines. Three chimpanzees left the train from the back, where a silverback gorilla wearing a baseball cap climbed into the middle carriage. After that, they stopped at Tombstone Castle, and the train said goodbye to the vampire, still reading his book as he departed. At Mermaid Bay, Hudson watched a pirate climb aboard, carrying a small treasure chest. The pirate left them at Rainbow's End, where he was met at the station by two leprechauns. Hudson wondered if the pirate was going to leave his treasure with the leprechaun's pot of gold. They steamed on through the night, stopping at fantastical place after fantastical place. At one point, the dragon produced two large slices of bread and toasted them before slathering them with butter and offering a piece to Hudson. It was just what Hudson needed. As the first light of dawn appeared on the distant horizon, Hudson was able to make out the landscape for the first time. Tall, snow-capped mountains in one direction, thick forest in another, and the hint of a vast, sandy desert off to their right. Final stop coming up, said the dragon. Monster City. Then what? asked Hudson. He'd been enjoying himself so much, he didn't want it to stop. Well, we'll fill up with water, turn the engine around on the wheelhouse, and head back home, the dragon explained. So I can get back to my bedroom? Hudson asked. If you like, smiled the dragon, or if you fancy it, you could travel with the train to the other end of the line. There's lots more to see, but don't make your decision now. You've got plenty of time to think about it. But Hudson had already made up his mind. He wanted to see all the other weird and wonderful stations, not to mention the passengers that would be traveling with them. And somewhere out there was a station that the newspaper reading Ankylosaur had got on from. Could that be a town of dinosaurs? Hudson couldn't wait to find out. The end.